Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. The only show that fully supports cleaning the world's gene pool through the Tide Pod Challenge. I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. Kyle, have you ever taken the Tide Pod Challenge? Yep, that's how I got my award-winning personality. By doing the Tide Pod Challenge? Yep. You know what the Tide Pod Challenge is, right? Yep. (laughs) It gave me a stroke like Jose. (laughs) So by eating some Tide Pods, you had a stroke like Jose. And therefore, you now have an award-winning personality. <laughs> yep. Hey, I mean, I guess I'm not one to argue with you. I don't really know. I think that's uh, insane that people are doing that. Tide Pod Challenge? That's fucking the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Listen, man, I mean, if you want to cleanse your gene pool by uh, ending your life and poisoning yourself, more more power to you. If you're <laughs> it's, stupid it's enough... sitting the younger herd. Yeah, if you're stupid enough to look at a fucking laundry detergent... And go, man, this looks like candy. Doesn't smell like candy, but it sure looks like candy. And fucking pop one in your mouth and and bite on it. You deserve whatever comes to you next. Anytime that you go, Hi, I'm Jimmy and I'm a freshman and I'm gonna take the Tide Pod challenge, you know it's not good for you. <laughs> What's up everyone? I'm Latrell thirty nine and I'm gonna take the Tide Pod challenge. Give me that Give me that misty rain. I want the misty rain. No, I don't want the tropical fruit. I want the misty rain. All right. Again, I'm Latrell. And this here's the Tide Pod Challenge. Fucking, uh, man. Yeah, people are stupid, aren't they? Kids kids are fucking retarded nowadays. Anything to get famous. And I guess that's what it is. It's got to get famous as quick as possible or... Internet fame, you know? Why can't we get internet famous? I mean, I we don't eat Tide Pods. I go on rants about, you know, dicks and popcorn and how people are assholes and and kid, all a kid has to do to get famous is fucking bite on some Tide Pods. Maybe we should have Jose take a third stroke for the team and bite on some Tide Pods. I think so. Then that'll, at least that'll, uh, at least will be contributing. I mean, we've had comedy gold. We've come up with rip stanks. We've come up with, you know, my old office. We came up with a second shooter. We came up with Jose, <laughs> you know, on to catch a predator. We came up with Jose just wanting to touch the world. We came up with a way of, of fixing the world's problems by dumping garbage cans and volcanoes. We've come up with all of this. The, the fucking squirrel hit squad. We've come up with all of this. And yet, some squirrel get, six. Yeah, we get no recognition, and a kid can bite a fucking laundry detergent pod and get a million views. We're clearly in the wrong in the wrong business. Like I, I try to think: Did they sit around and go, "What can we do?" <gasps> hmm. They looked around. And they like searched the house, and they're like, "Let's eat these." Yeah. Like I, right. It's <laughs> my name's Chuck. I'm 31 years old. 
Welcome to the bleach drinking challenge. Got myself a cut a glass of bleach. I'm gonna fill it up to the brim. I'm gonna take a drink. And then I'm gonna die. That's fucking crazy. I'm gonna be poisoned and die. What kind of like how do you as a, a parent have that discussion with your children? How do you go listen? There's a lot of stupid idiots out there, but please tell me you're not eating laundry detergent. That's that's exactly what you do. That's that's a, that, you nailed it. <laughs> you just sit them down. And you're like, don't eat laundry detergent. What the hell's the matter with you? You would think you wouldn't have to have the discussion in the first place. I'm to the point now where I'm walking around town and I'm like, I look at someone like, you look like the kind of person that would eat some laundry detergent. <laughs> you look like you've taken the pie the Tide Pod challenge. <laughs> you know, it's just like you you look you just you come across as that type. Eating any Tide Pods lately, Jim? No. Not since my last stroke where I had two. I went for a double decker, and now uh, I... I'm taking a break. <laughs> I'm taking a break because it has caused me to have a stroke. <laughs> well, I guess you shouldn't eat laundry detergent, huh? It's fucking laundry detergent. Why? I, I don't understand. I just... I guess I'm too old. I'm not hipper with it anymore. No, no, that has nothing to do with it. I don't see the allure of eating laundry detergent. It's just quick fame. It has to be. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know who we would know that we could be like, listen, we'll get you famous if you eat a Tide Pod and see if they do it. Fuck. If you you would, know what we should start? Would you eat a Tide Pod if it meant that you're going to get a million dollars famous and didn't have to work anymore? No. You still wouldn't even need a Tide Pod then? I'd think about it, but I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Isn't thinking about it just as bad as committing the act? Probably. You know what we should do instead of the Tide Pod challenge? You know those little Febreze pellet things that you throw in your wash? Yes. We should do the Febreze, and we should do like shots of those pellets. No. What we should do is the, the Pop Rock Water Challenge. Get some pop rocks and put them in water and then butt chug it and see how long you can hold it in there. Butt chug it. That's that's the challenge that is befitting of us. That's that's going to be our first competition whenever we ro- we open up rip stinks. The pop that's rock what butt Jose, chugs. Jose should do that. <laughs> butt chug some pop rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, dude. This 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 whole Tide Pod thing, challenge thing has me perplexed. I don't know. <laughs> you perplexed. Yeah, it's been a weird. It's already been a weird 2018, man. Like we have we have a family keeping their 13 kids chained and locked up. How crazy is that? You know, you got a you got a, somehow a serial killer that was on the loose here in Phoenix that nobody knew about. And he somehow killed nine people in two weeks. You had a guy here in Chandler that chained his girl had his girlfriend chained up since Thanksgiving. And when he when he got arrested, all he said was, "What? I was just smacking her around a little bit." <laughs> that was that's exactly what he said. And and now you got kids eating fucking Tide Pods. Oh, and you've got the the witch hunt that is the the fucking you know sexual harassment movement that's going on right now. Then you got comic creators being accused of of comparing SJWs to Nazis. It's just. <laughs> It's a crazy fucking world we're, we're living in, man. 
I thought I thought it would end in 2017, but it's clearly carried over to 2018 because you got kids eating fucking laundry detergent. <laughs> now I'm looking at that young young Timmy. If you're listening to this podcast right now, and you have a Tide Pod in your hand, put it down. Put it down, or help your mother and father out and take it to the washing machine and put it in there with a load of laundry and learn how to fend for yourself and wash the fucking clothes. They'll be glad you did, and you might get your allowance back. That way you can spend it on you porn or something productive like that. Watching watching cam girls or whatever it is you do with your free time. <clears throat> or, you know, you can just donate it to us on Patreon. There you go. You know, Patreon. Don't even where, buy the Tide Pod. Yeah, donate no. to us. Or you can buy a fabulous T-shirt or, or whatever. Wh- whatever you got to do. But, um, but yeah, so we had a couple, I put on Facebook today asking people if there was anything specific they wanted to hear us talk about. And the two, nobody answered it. No, well, we did. The one response was Black Lightning. I haven't watched the show yet. I haven't watched the first (laughs) episode. I I don't, I can't really. What channel is it on? It's on um, CW. It's right after The Flash. I'm still enjoying The Flash. I'm enjoying Riverdale. Um, both of those and Arrow, all three of those shows came back for the second half of this season. But I just I didn't watch Black Lightning, and I just haven't I haven't had the time or the opportunity to to sit down and watch it. So there's there's one, and the other one was um, they wanted us to talk about Marvel and DC and comic books and and what's going on with Marvel and DC right now. And I can say I don't have a clue because I haven't read comics in probably about a month and a half. Uh, Marvel still is not doing very well. DC, I mean, Teen Titans is still good. Super Sons, that whole that whole Super Sun, you didn't read that uh, the Super Sons arc? Nope. That the whole crossover. <coughs> no. I got I got I got the last issue. I have to read. Nope, I did not read any of that crossover issue. It was good. It was really good, actually. Listen, I'm. I'm, I've got to buy an air conditioner and I'm sta- and I still haven't done it yet, but mainly cause I can't afford it. So I'm staving off buying comics to, to buy an air conditioner. So is that helping? No, not really. No, not at all. You know, $20 here, $20 there, but you know, at least it's, it's $20 and it's not going to sitting in my closet in a book, in a book, you know, um, right now the only comics I'm really reading is walking dead. I've kind of buy them and set them aside. Um, I really can't comment much on, I, I know that Marvel is, is shaking things up. They just got a bunch of, they just got a new head of Marvel. Um, I know Dan Slott is leaving Spider-Man and going to Iron Man, which I'm Ugh. ecstatic for. Finally. Some, get just some having new a new blood. Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man writer will be awesome. Finally getting some new blood in, uh, and Spider-Man will be nice, and maybe I'll get back into reading that again. How long ago did we say that he needs to leave? Actually, been, I think everybody has. I've been saying it for years. I think ever since we, I think five years ago, four or five years ago, so when I started this podcast, I've been saying it since then that Dan Slott needs to leave Spider-Man. The last good thing he did for Spider-Man was Superior. And that, and that fucking crash and burn at the end. 
Yeah, like yeah. It started out really good, and then it kind of like. Um, Comic Book Resources had a really good article about it today that about how Superior Spider-Man was actually a really good Spider-Man story that just came at the wrong time. Like, if it was a story that came out today, it would probably be ten times bigger than when it actually came out. I mean, it was really good. Like, it started out super strong, and it was good. What happened was he built up, and he built up, and he built up, and then he kind of fizzled it out at the end and kind of just, rat. you know what I mean? That's that's and been think, his his problem with with all of his his big events is it builds up and builds up and builds up and fizzles out. That's that's Marvel's Endgame. Like they don't know how to they don't know how to end things. They don't know how to make things exciting. Um, I see. I honestly see reboot again in their in um, both of their feet in both of their futures. Maybe not. D- I mean, DC's already canceling some books. I I see. I, I don't think it's gonna be a a big reboot, but I could definitely see a reboot in their future with the end of of Dooms or the Doomsday Clock bullshit. Now that that's going bi monthly, that tells you that they're stretching it out for something because they have something planned for it. But their books are, you know, I love Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan, but how many books are too many about Batman books? He's in yeah. Justice League. He's in his own book. He's in Teen Titans. He's in Super Sun. Or well, he makes appearances in Teen Titans. He makes appearances in Super Sons. He's in Detective. Like he's in all of these books. And and when is when is enough enough? When is too much? You know, when is he spread too thin that you're over you're overexposed to the Dark Knight? I mean, I think they need to focus more on Damien. And do some more Damien stuff because he's super hot right now, and 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 what people are writing of him is good. I think I think Batman needs to. You don't have the dynamic duo in comics anymore. You don't have Batman and Robin. They keep trying to to give Batman a sidekick that just doesn't work, and now you've got. They're trying to make Duke his new sidekick. Like I think they need. Tom King needs to bring Robin back into the fold in his Batman standalone book to give that, that book a, a shot in the arm. And it needs to be Damien. And I'm, I'm just tired of like the Catwoman storylines and, and it's just, yeah, I understand they're, they're engaged and yada, 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 but it's, it's not, it, it's kind of frustrating because, you know, DC kicked off, um, this new new series, this revamp. Um, I can't remember what the fuck they called it out. <laughs> a reboot. Rebirth? Rebirth, thank you. They kicked off Rebirth, you know, and it was exciting. It was new. It was fresh. All these titles were good. Like, And then they start expanding titles and bringing out more titles, and then they're spreading themselves thin, and those titles, the, the quality of the books start dwindling, and... And I think that's why you're starting to see them try and, and sew up all these big writers. Like they signed Scott Snyder to an exclusive deal. They just signed Brian Michael Bendis to an exclusive deal. Like they're taking their, they're, they're trying to sew up all this talent to make DC as big as it can be. And I just, I don't think there's really much direction on where it's going right now. 
I think the only problem I've really seen with the bi-weekly titles is I think it's too much work and you start seeing artists coming and going and writers coming and going and you know what I mean? Like, you know, like Batgirl, you know, it started out with Raphael Albuquerque drawing it and all of a sudden he stops, you know, and then, you know, then there's a couple issues where the, you know, someone doesn't write for it and then it changes, everything changes artists. And I think that is what, you know what I mean? Like, you get attached to somebody's writing and art style and you like just to keep seeing it and all of a sudden it switches. But then they, ten, well, 10 issues in. They move it because they have this, you know, Blue Beetle's coming out. We need to make Blue Beetle the biggest. We need to launch Blue Beetle and make him huge. We need to get an A-plus team on Blue Beetle. So they, they move their, their big guys like a Raphael Albuquerque or whatever over to that book or you know, they switch creative teams all the time and it just, it hurts the quality of the book. And I, I, I get it. Like you fall behind on deadlines and a lot of these artists have to take multiple jobs to make their nut, but it, it starts to hurt the quality of the book. You're like, you get a good run from, from Batman. And then there's like a one-off issue or a two-off story arc filler issue. And, and then it, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth and you're like, well, do I really want to come back to this book? And then, you know, Tom King started off Batman strong and then it started to fizzle. And it's just like, I don't know how much of my interest in comics has, has been lost as in me needing to be an adult and buy an air conditioner as much <laughs> as it is as these books haven't been worth the money. It's not, these stories aren't worth dropping 30, $40 a week in comic books. You know, I keep buying the walking dead because I'm invested. I don't feel as invested in in DC books right now and I'm certainly not invested in Marvel books anymore especially now that my favorite writer has left Marvel nothing nothing Marvel has coming out is exciting to me like the the Marvel legacy stuff is not exciting to me and the fact that now they're bringing back Wolverine like they're literally going back and getting the OG Wolverine somehow resurrecting him from his his fucking um, animantium coffin or encased tomb and bringing them back. Like, and, and what do you think? Do you think that's a good time? Do you think this is a good time to bring, be bringing Wolverine back? Like, do you think Wolf, bringing back Wolverine is going to be the answer to, to save Marvel comics? No, no, I don't. And that's part of the problem too, is they kill someone so that everybody clamors to buy books. And then they're like, shit, now we've killed this person. Now we have to figure out a way to bring him back so that everybody can clamor to buy the new book. Like I just I, I think this is I think they should just leave it as it is for now and not bring him back. It's it's literally like Marvel takes a shotgun approach at everything because they end the ultimate universe. And now they're bringing the ultimate universe back. You know, they have so many different it's an oversaturation of spider people, you know, you have spider Gwen, spider man, miles, uh, scarlet spider, Ben Riley, scarlet spider, Kane, spider pig. You know, you have all this like just oversaturation of spider people. They, they need to, to cut it. They need to cut it down, man. They need to go back to fat. Yes, exactly. We don't need an X-Men gold and an X-Men in blue. We just need a quality X-Men book. 
amazing X-Men, astonishing X-Men, whatever. We need a quality X-Men book. We don't need six or seven different Spider-Man books. We need a quality Spider-Man book. You know, you don't need... You you just need a quality Iron Man book. They need to go back to making quality over quantity. And it's just like Marvel is just shooting shit out. And I'm finally... It's finally nice to see that Dan Slott is, is moving on to Iron Man and letting someone else take over Spider-Man because it's going to pump fresh blood and fresh ideas and and reinvigorate and re-energize that character. I mean, that's something that um, the spectacular Spider-Man has been doing. But even then, it's it's not it's not near normal Spider-Man book that you're you're used to reading. You know, you want Amazing Spider-Man, and Dan Slott has has left his mark on that book. Some good, mostly bad, in my opinion. Don't shoot the messenger. You you may have liked it out there, but I don't particularly care for his stuff. And I feel like his events have started strong and fizzled. Yes, that's how I believe too. Or have been just absolutely pointless. And I think I think Marvel's problem is that they really need to trim the fat. They need to. We don't need all these different different books. Like, do we really need a Champions book along with an Avengers book along with a Guardians of the Galaxy book? You know, like we really need all of this. And then do we really need 75 variants for it, too? Oh, exactly. I, I think we're, we're, I hate to say it, but I really, I really see a, a bubble, um, like the nineties coming where it, it just pops and, and the comic book industry is going to take a hit. We've already, there's already comic book stores closing. And I read an interesting article about how, they're discouraging people from opening up comic book stores because comic book stores are no longer profitable. Um, you know, Marvel and DC took a huge hit and the, the question is being asked is what happens if the two people, the two, the big two aren't around anymore? What happens if the big two fail and they're not there anymore? Who picks up the pieces? That, that question is so hot right now. There's even someone writing a comic book about it. I don't think they're going to fail. And, you know, I... They already are failing. Comic books, if, if... If you're failing as a comic book store, that means you're not branching out to... you To have a comic book store now with the competition of the internet and everything, you have to be more than just a brick-and-mortar store. You have to have an online presence. If you are a comic book store and you are not selling online as well, then what you're doing is you are nailing, you are putting the nails in your own coffin. Well, right, you, but you can't, you, somewhere like Samurai or, or Jesse James or, or um, Drawn to Comics here locally, they can't keep up with someone like Midtown who just ships constantly. Like they're selling books that they get from Diamond at higher prices. They're not like Midtown where you can go on their, their, they're doing everything on eBay. They're not like Midtown where you can go on their website and be like, you know what? I missed this guy issue of Spider-Man. I missed issue Sp- Spider-Man 795. I'm going to go to Midtown and buy it. You know, it's not my comic book store. I'm going to go to Midtown and buy it. The, you can't compete with that. I think Jesse's doing a really good job of competing with it. But he's mostly doing stuff on eBay, high-end books on eBay, right? No, he has 
weekly titles too. Every week he puts weekly titles out. Because I know, like, from what I mostly see on eBay, it's just comic book stores selling high-end variants that they're, you know, they're not, their normal everyday customers are going to buy. The $200 variant or, you know, one in 100 variant that no one's going to buy, they put on eBay right away or they don't even give their, their local customer a chance to buy it. Nah, see, that's, that's one good thing about like what Jesse does online is he has a, like he has, he has books for, you know, he has like, like tomorrow he'll have tomorrow's books. He'll have them on eBay for sale as well. Like he has a good mixture. He doesn't do a lot of his high end variants. He doesn't really put them on there, but he has a good mixture. And I think he's got a good, but he has a good philosophy of taking care of the person that walks in your store as well as taking care of the person that's on the computer. You know what I mean? But you just, that's just what you have to do to have a comic book store. You have to just, you have to try different things. You can't just be a, just a basic brick and mortar store and just wait for somebody to come in. You know, you have to, there's just so much competition. You just got to kind of think outside the box now. Yeah, I mean, as and far at as the box, I mean the four fucking brick and mortar walls that your store is in. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, feel, I can see the comic book industry hurting, and I, I can see where a lot of these stores hurt because people don't pick up their, their book, you know, pull list, and it, they sit there for months at an end, and that's that's revenue. Dude. That's revenue on someone's, um, you know, on their books that's not being picked up because. You're not going in there and buying your books. They're ordering those books to make sure that you get them. And that's, you know, a couple hundred bucks that they're not I getting mean, that's, from that's you. Always you been, but that's always been the comic book problem. People, that's always happened. Yeah. No, I, I know. I'm just saying. I mean, that's always been from day one. I mean, you can, you could buy them. You just, you just got to hope they come in. But, you know, people don't always, you know. But not only do you have that problem now, though, but you have Marvel and that's not pumping out books like they used to. And you have DC that's numbers are are kind of dropping and dwindling. Like, I, I see a reboot coming very, very shit soon for Marvel. And I, I mean, let me pull out my little Swami hat here, but I'm going to say by the beginning of 2019, don't be surprised if you don't hear rumblings of a complete... Marvel Universe reset, just like they did uh, a few uh, a few years ago. I d- don't be surprised if you don't hear about Marvel completely resetting their status quo and taking everything back to number one again, and and doing everything over again. Because right now they they need to get a shot of fresh young voices that that are still underground that aren't being heard. You know, but didn't they kind of? Isn't that what they kind of were doing before, and it kind of didn't work? Like they they tried to get fresh blood as editors and and creative people, and it and a lot of their titles have gone flat. Because of it. Well, I, I I don't know how much that's that's true because you look at they had big writers like look at Tom King he was writing um, Vision and that was one of Marvel's hottest books. You had Matt Fraction writing Hawkeye and that was a hot book. You know, but these these artists and these writers have blown up, and they've left to Marvel to go to Image, where they actually have a stake in stuff that they do. Um, you know, so it's 
they they own part of the property. It's like what we it's literally like what we sat there and watched Todd McFarlane talk about on stage is that right now the superhero industry is so hot that if you have an idea, you need to get it down on paper and out there right now and try and sell it. And if you're lucky enough to get with someone like Image Comics where you re- comics where you retain the rights to it, that's the both best of both worlds. Because if you go through Marvel, Marvel's going to own a percentage of your character. And I think that's all. That's also steering a lot of this fresh blood away. Is you know Marvel going to own a percentage of uh, your character? Look at uh, look at Gregory Shoney who does um, Raygun. He's a fresh new voice that he he can't get he can't get heard. Like we we praised Raygun for so long. I'm still waiting for that final issue. By the way, um, we praised yeah, sure. Raygun for so long. And his writing is so good, and it, it blows my mind that I would have thought for sure that we would see his name on a on a, a book from Image or at least you know at least Image, at least Image, if not Dark Horse. But he's having a hard time breaking into it. Like I know Cena Grace just broke into Marvel doing doing Iceman, and <clears throat> you're getting some new fresh blood in there, but it's not. You still have these old guys hanging around, like. Dan Slott was still hanging around for a long time. And now Brian Michael Bendis, the probably the freshest voice in Marvel, is gone. So what are they going to do? The only thing I think they can do is reboot with all new teams and all fresh books. Sit out, okay, you need to go, okay, here's our heavy hitters. Captain America, Avengers, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, done. We'll start with those. And then we'll gradually add... You don't, you don't need a Spider Gwen book. You can put her somewhere else. You know, you don't need all these standalone books. And and at the time, you're you're oversaturating the Marvel market, and nobody gives a shit. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a a Spider Gwen book if nobody's fucking reading it. Right. You know, if you're gonna put books on a hiatus, like, whoa, check out Ghost Rider. Why does it matter if nobody's reading it? It's it's still like image. People are reading more image than they are Marvels. I think we're just in a day and age with all the bad shit and the, that happen, that goes on in this world and all the stupid shit that there really isn't much place for the superhero anymore. People don't want to read superhero stories anymore. They want more realistic stories. You know, like what you're getting from The Walking Dead, what you're getting from, you know, from what Marvel's putting out. Or not Marvel, sorry. Uh, Image. I apologize. Image. Like I don't. I don't know. I just. I, I don't. I don't know really. Like, really, what Marvel and DC can do to, to fix, whatever is going on. I don't know if there's anything they can do to fix it. It's just it's being a comic book fan for as long as we have. We know that reboots are inevitable. In Marvel and DC are going to constantly reboot to try and keep up with the times. I, I don't know what it's going to do. I just I think that they need to go back to basics. I, I know it's easy for me to say, but I think you go back to basics and you build from that. Because that's kind of what DC did. No, yeah, DC did that, and they were doing and they were doing great, but now. They're at, they're doing the same thing they did with the new fifty two. 
okay, well, we got these, these set books for Rebirth. Then they started adding more, and they started adding more, and then people aren't reading them, you know? And they started juggling creative teams, and people lost interest. And you better believe that people will read a book. If, you're, if you are, like, supporting an artist, like, in your instance, a Raphael Albuquerque, you're going you're gonna to pick up a book just because his fucking name is on it. You know? Yeah. Scott Snyder, people pick up books just because his name's on it. Greg Capullo, people pick up books just because his name's on it. You're going to sell books. So why aren't you having, you know, your your biggest sellers are Batman, Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, you know. Those are your biggest sellers, Green Arrow. Why, why, why not focus on them? Why do you need 14 different Justice League books? You know, why... <laughs> I understand you have all these other characters to use in your gallery. Like a Teen Titans book is fine. Super Sons is fine, but do you really need like a Titans West book or a Blue Beetle book or, you know, like incorporate these dudes in, in, in team books, but do they need their own standalone titles? I don't hear people rushing out to go, man, have you heard, have you read the new Blue Beetle issue? Fuck no. You know, I've never once had you approach me and go, dude, Matt, have you read the new Blue Beetle? Oh, dude, Matt, have you read the new Plastic Man? Nope, I sure haven't. You know, it's, it, they're irrelevant characters and they work as part of a super group, but individually it's, there's nothing there that drives them, the industry. There's nothing there to drive people to, to buy these books. There's no, real history behind them. Like they're not, there's, there's power in a name. There's power. When you hear Spider-Man, there's power. When you hear Captain America, there's power. When you hear Batman, there's power. When you hear Superman, there's power, there's history, there's nostalgia, there's memories behind these characters. And, and I think Marvel and DC has kind of lost sight about that. They've, they're more about what's going to sell to push books and less about quality. You know, it's more so quantity over quality now. Yep, I think so. On certain titles, I think Marvel's more like that. I think DC is still. I still think they're doing pretty good on most of their titles, though. Um, like I'm still reading most of their titles. Most of the books I started with, and from Rebirth, I'm, I don't think I've really. Batgirl, I kicked to the curb. Um. Like, I still read Flash. Flash comes out tomorrow. Uh, I'm a little bit behind on Detective. Um, Teen Titans, I'm still reading. Super Sons, I'm one issue behind. I can see it. It's sitting right there. But Nightwing. Nightwing, I'm about one issue behind, too. So... I mean, I don't really, I don't really know what can be done for these books that we haven't already suggested to try and save them. It's just, it's up to Marvel and DC to figure it out. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I would, you know, if it was me, and I was Marvel, and I was the editor in chief of Marvel Comics, and Marvel is suffering, I'm going to go. Okay, who are our heavy hitters? Who are the books that people want to read? 
Captain America, Avengers, X-Men, Spider-Man, Iron Man. Okay. That's our heavy hitters. So I want the best people that we have on our payroll to pitch me an amazing Spider-Man story. A Spider-Man story that nobody has, you know, maybe it's been thought of, but doing it your, your way. Pitch me a really good Spider-Man story. And I want you to pitch me a really good X-Men story. And I want you to pitch me a really good Avengers story or Captain America story. Pitch me these quality stories and people are going to come. If you pitch it, they will come. If you have quality <laughs> writing, people are going to come. People are going to flock why, to your book. Why is Barry Allen in prison? What, what in the flash? Yeah. It's the, um, there's a, it's on the fucking storybook or the comic book arc of it. He is being framed for killing, uh, Leonard DeVoe, AKA the thinker. Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah. It's on right now. And I'm like, I guess I haven't like, what the fuck? You haven't been paying attention to the flash. Nope. Not the TV show. Gonna have to start getting back on it. Barry Allen and Gil- Gorilla Garage or whatever. But but yeah, anyways, my, my final piece on all that is I think Marvel needs to, to sit down, look at what product sells, look what they have, and say, all right, this is who we have, this is what we have. Pitch me a quality story. Pitch me a quality six-issue run of something, and we'll go from there. You know, I don't care if if Marvel does six issue runs and then reboots to something else. At least, as long as they're quality stories and you're getting enjoyment out of them, and, you're, and when you're done, you're like, "Man, that's a really good fucking book." I can't wait till the next one. You know, and because right now I'm reading books and I'm just like, "Well, that's done. Now to the next one." You yeah, know, it's been a long time since I've I've literally been excited to read a, a, a book where I'm like, "Oh man, dude." You gotta check this out, man. You you gotta check this out. It's the comic book industry is in trouble, and it's and it's because you're now having, you know, you have these older guys in charge that that did things one way when they were, you know, in the '90s and early 2000s at work. That the the demand it just isn't there for that anymore. The people's tastes and demand are changing, and that's why you see like. The Walking Dead, books like The Walking Dead, books like Saga, books like, um, what else? Uh, that's really fucking popular. Um, you know, you, you see all these weird books being super popular that aren't superhero books. Paper Girls. Paper Girls, thank you. Sex Criminals. So you see, just you just see all of these these oddly placed books being more popular and outselling superhero books. So I don't know. I just, I don't really know what advice I can really give Marvel and DC other than to go back to the drawing board and focus more on quality over quantity. That's all I can really say. I concur. At least with Marvel, that's what they need to do. They really need to go back to basics and they need to start over. They need to really sit down and figure out who do we want doing what and why do we want them to do it and trim down what they're doing. 
But uh, let's get into some news <laughs> here. Um, we had two superhero movies this year nominated for Oscars. We have Logan and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, both earning Oscar nominations. Logan for Best Adapted Screenplay and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 for Best Visual Effects. So good luck to both of them for uh, in the Oscars. So hopefully they... Well, hopefully Logan wins something. <coughs> um, <clears throat> everybody's favorite uh, giant root monster, John Cena, is in talks to play Duke Nukem in the big screen adaptation of the Duke Nukem video game. <laughs> he's apparently coming to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and he's all out of bubblegum, but is going to hit you over the head with his giant root. It's going to be dope. Um, Bright, the Will Smith cop drama, is one of Netflix's most viewed original titles ever. That was good. Yes, it, I liked it. It was. I'm very excited for that. In have news, you checked that show out, Big Mouth, yet? Uh, I have not. That's still in the animated one with Nick Kroll, right? Oh, my God. It's so fucking raunchy and funny. Yeah, it kind of like just look, watching the preview kind of reminds me of Ephesus for Family. Have you watched that yet? Uh-uh. That, you should watch Evans for Family. I think you'll like that a lot. <laughs> the second episode of fucking Big Mouth, that shit was fucking funny. There's a lot of parts in Evans for Family I think you'll you'll get a kick out of. Um, and a story I know that's going to send some of our, our listeners, one particular Minnesotan is going to go crazy for this. A Mighty Ducks TV show is reportedly in development. No word at this time uh, if the show will be a sequel or a reboot of the 90s film franchise. Also, no word if any of the original um, cast will reprise their roles. Uh, ABC Signature has declined to comment at this time as the project is still in the early phases. So there you go. You can have the Minnesota Miracle Man and Coach Bombay back on your TV screens as a weekly TV show. If they're going to bring back the Mighty Ducks, Emilio Estevez has to be attached to it. He has <laughs> right? to be. Emilio! And they got to get Foggy Nelson back to play Fulton. So that way I can get like, motherfucker, you are on the Mighty Ducks again. You can't give me a dirty look this time. <laughs> you are on the Mighty Ducks now again. So I hope they uh, take my idea, which I pitched in our group chat, where... It goes to um, an older, you go to an older Mighty Ducks where uh, Adam Banks is now the, the coach and his kids are on the hockey team. And, you know, just I pitch this whole like out of control, like spiral life, completely spiraled away from a movie idea. And maybe that's what they'll go with. But um, I know Andy will be be happy for that. That little fucking Minnesota bastard. I, I'd like to see it rebooted. You want to see it rebooted? Yeah, and like start from the beginning and just do its, you know, its Mighty Ducks thing. But but then you can't get called a cake eater or see the flying V. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like the, the the majesty of the Mighty Ducks is is very much the '90s nostalgia. I don't know if if they could reprise that today. Like, I don't know if they can recapture the same magic that those... Because those films are not good by any means, but <laughs> they, just, they just have that certain je ne sais quoi about them, that, that certain 90s mystique. 
that whenever they're on, you gotta watch them. Especially D two. D two is by far my favorite, and it just has that that nineties mystique about it. That every time it's on, you you just gotta sit back, relax, and and watch. You know, Team USA go against Team Iceland in the Junior Goodwill Games. Yeah, you gotta watch Coach Bombay try to to pitch the coach's loafer to Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Just <laughs> something so magical about being called a cake eater and learning about the knuckle puck. You know, it's just, it's just so, so nineties, bro. Nineties. Huh? Yeah. But, um, I'm fucking talking to you. I'm talking to no one. I'm talking to you, stupid. No, you weren't. Yeah, it was. No, you weren't. Who asked you a question? Was it Kellen? It was the roommate. Did he get any food? No. Um, moving on, though. Uh, the original RoboCop screenwriter is working on a new sequel that will ignore the reboot and take place in the original continuity. So if you're a RoboCop fan, you could be getting a new RoboCop movie sometime soon. Whoa, that'd be cool. I don't know. I was never a RoboCop fan. RoboCop was dope. He's very 80s nostalgia, I guess. I don't know. That's my word for tonight, nostalgia. That's the word for the night. <laughs> Gary Oldman is... not ominous. Right? Gary Oldman is still waiting for uh, waiting for Marvel Studios to call him. The actor says his son wants him to be in a Marvel film, so he's waiting for the studio to call him. So he's not going after a role. He's just like... I'm going to wait until Marvel has a role to offer me, and then maybe I'll go over there. That's kind of weird. Commissioner Gordon, man. Commissioner Gordon. What the fuck? That'd be cool. He's going to go to Marvel. Maybe he could be the new J. Jonah Jameson in in Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Oh, shit. Him and... and, um, What's his fucking name? That's Commissioner Gordon now could just trade roles. (laughs) <laughs> they could they could bounce back and forth. Yeah, because um, uh, Gary Oldman he was Commissioner Gordon in the Dark Knight movies, right? Yeah. So now he can be J. Jonah Jameson, and now old the old Jameson, the actor who played J. Jonah Jameson is now the new um, Commissioner Gordon. So there you go; they can just switch roles. <clears throat> Marvel fans launch petition, here we go, to renew Inhumans following rumors that ABC has quietly canceled the show. Why would you want that show rebooted? That show was such a piece of shit. They didn't quietly cancel it. That show was such a piece of shit. Didn't it get canceled before it even aired? That's what they were saying, yeah, but... Listen, can we stop with the petitions? Like... Can we stop with the online petitions about everything? They don't work. You know, like the petition to get Carl back on The Walking Dead, that's cute, but it it wasn't going to work. You know? That's cute. Save this TV show. It doesn't fucking work. Netflix, pick up this TV show. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but, you know, I I don't see a fan petition. Like, people petitioning for a director, a Scott Snyder's director's cut of Justice League. Like, people need to understand, 
90, 95% of that fucking movie. No, I'll even go 97.8% of that movie was shot by Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Scott, Zack Snyder. I apologize. Was shot by Zack Snyder. Why are you giving the? Why do you have to fucking partition, petition for a director's cut by him when he pretty much shot the fucking movie? We didn't. We didn't made some minor changes, and that just we made minor changes. And that was it. Like, why do you have to have a fan petition for it? Why do we have to petition everything? Just because you don't like it, there's a there's a a good way to get through life, and it's called accepting change. Be flexible. Be accepting to change. Change isn't always necessarily bad. And I I know it's like calling me a hypocrite because I sat there and shouted to the moon that I was angry that Carl was going <laughs> to die on The Walking Dead. And I'm still pretty upset about it. But I'm just, I'm not signing petitions to get him to stay. I'm not going to fucking petition land and, and signing thousands of petitions to to get it overturned, I sign petition things on about things that matter, like net neutrality and and things like that. Put your efforts into fucking things that matter, not a goddamn TV show. You know, Inhumans wasn't that good. I'm sorry to tell you, <laughs> Marvel is doing better things on Netflix and Hulu than they are on ABC. If you want a good Marvel show that you want to watch that you should petition if it goes off the air, go check out The Runaways. Season one on Hulu, streaming now. You know, check out the first two seasons of Daredevil. Check out the first season of Jessica Jones. Get ready for season two of Jessica Jones. There's better things out there than fucking Inhumans. Inhumans was a royal piece of shit. I'm sorry to tell you. It was a colossal piece of shit. Because it was supposed to be a movie that was then shit canned and turned into a TV show, and it's a colossal piece of shit. I didn't even watch it, humans. I watched the first three episodes, and it was a colossal piece of shit. As to where Runaways, I can't get enough. I can't wait for season two of Runaways. Cannot wait. Is that on Hulu? It is on Hulu, yes. But it is a very good show. And again, like I said, I'm sorry to tell you, but there's even better superhero shows on basic television than Inhumans. Happy. Well, Happy's on cable because it's on sci-fi. But there's Happy. There's fucking Gotham. You know, there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is butthole, so I'm not even going to go there. But, you know, there's just there's Flash, Arrow, Fucking Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Those are all way better shows than <laughs> Inhumans. You know, if you want to petition for something, go petition not to be such a goddamn moron. If you want to petition something, go petition kids to stop eating fucking Tide Pods. <laughs> you know, don't, don't petition everything. Like, it, it loses its luster. It loses its, its effect. You know, if you're going to partition everything, it, it, it doesn't have any, any power behind it. And I know that's what this country is built on, is being able to, to voice your opinion and be heard and petition things and fight for what you believe in. But as, as a, a culture, as a, a 
geek culture, we we choose to petition the wrong fucking things. You know, it's are we are you gonna die if you don't get another season of Inhumans? Probably not. No. You know, are you gonna die if they cancel Agents of Shield? Probably not, because that shit's been shit. That show's been shit since season two. <laughs> you know, it's it, it it's you might as well get used to it now. Walking Dead's coming to an end. You're probably gonna get two more seasons out of it. Three more seasons if you're lucky. Because we're on season what seven or eight? Eight. So you're you're probably gonna get ten. So you're gonna get two more seasons of Walking Dead, and that show's gonna end. We haven't even gotten a second season of of Outcast yet. You'll be lucky if you see next another season of um, um, the fucking Netflix or not Netflix, but uh, FX show about Xavier's son. Oh, Legion. Legion. Thank you. I hear. I've heard that the gifted is pretty good, and I haven't caught an episode of that. But it's weird because if you Google season two of Outcast. It shows all the air dates of when it came out. April 3rd was episode one. April 10th was episode two. They April came, 17th. They came out overseas in England. It's already aired over in England, but it hasn't aired here yet for some reason. Like, I, I just I just don't think that the petition, petitioning things like this isn't going to help. And I think it needs, we need to lay off of it because there's going to come a matter that's very important that everyone can get behind that's worth petitioning and nobody's going to pay attention to us because we're the group of people that petitioned ABC for taking Inhumans off the air. It says Outcast Season 2 will be out July of 18. Yeah, there you go. We're going to get in July of 2018. I'm surprised that people aren't throwing petitions around that Game of Thrones isn't coming back until 2019. <laughs> And I love Game of Thrones, but like people, you just gotta calm down. Your your petitioning isn't gonna do anything. It it just makes you, it makes us look like a bunch of fucking whiners. Fucking whiners. <laughs> you know, instead of a culture that can do great things, we look like a bunch of fucking whiners. Fucking whiners. Fanboys, and you know, that's why we get such bad fucking. Rap I don't call them fanboys boy. anymore. I call them Jose Chimichangas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know, and I'm I'm basically calling the pot. The, I'm the kettle calling the pot black here because I bitch about shit all the time. But you know, I I'm still not petitioning about it. Like I'm not gonna. I'm pissed that Carl got bit and they're gonna kill him off. And I'm pissed with what it's gonna do to that series. But I'm not gonna start a fucking petition over it. Petition to bring just, Carl back to The Walking Dead. Dude, dude's dead. Like, they just made a shitty decision. Yeah, it was a terrible decision by someone who's been fucking that show up for years. If you wanted a petition for Scott Gimple to be out of the show, you should have started it two years ago. You know, and I just save your. All I'm saying is, if you're going to petition, that's fine. I fully support you, but save your petition for something that's worth a damn. Save your petition for something that matters, not like bringing back fucking Inhumans. Are we are we serious right now, Inhumans? <laughs> like it, blo- it just blows my mind to say that fucking statement. Uh, it just 
the I'm I'm just saying the the fanboy petitions are hurting our culture, our subculture, and it's it's giving us a negative look. Um, makes you look like nerds. Yep. Legends of Tomorrow is uh, getting set to add uh, Kid Flash as a series regular. So he's going from The Flash to Legends of Tomorrow. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. Um, There is an episode in the works where the Legends might visit a young Barack Obama before he was president. And maybe they can find his birth certificate. (laughs) Um, What else? All new Wolverine heads into the future with uh, with old woman Laura. It is said to uh, follow Laura Kenny's final journey through a near future utopia. The storyline will launch in the a- in April with all new Wolverine thirty three. So there you go. You're gonna get an all. You're gonna get an old man Laura fucking storyline. I bet you're excited for that. I know. I'm not. I'm gonna say that's a hard pass. That's and that's again. That leads me back to our discussion earlier of what's wrong with Marvel. They're just redoing the same fucking storylines with different characters. Do we really need a do we really need a Civil War too? Probably not. Do we really need old man Laura? Probably not. Or old woman Laura, sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't assume your gender. I apologize. Do we need an old person Laura? Probably not. You know, next thing you know we're gonna get no more mutants again and it's just <clears throat> they they're just rehashing old storylines. And they're like, people will still buy it. One thing that does have me fucking excited, though, is I know you're you're a believer in the paranormal, right? We've had this discussion. Uh-huh. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, the guys behind Hot Fuzz, World's End, um, Shaun of the Dead, they are coming together and are developing a ghost hunting series called Truth Seekers. <coughs> I'm super excited for that. That will be an amazing series, I think, especially with those two behind it. Because I love me some Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. What's that going to be on? Uh, it has not been announced yet. What's it going to be on? It's still in development, but when I heard about that, I got super excited about it. And another show that uh, I'm sure that you'll be interested in is FX says that is a. It is optimistic about its Why the Last Man TV series, stating they have a script and the network likes it a lot, but they're still in, in need of a showrunner. So why the, why the Last Man? I know the comic book is hot. Um, the series hopefully will do just as well, but we are... Uh, that just needs a showrunner, you know? Uh, I can, so, I'll do it. You'll do... You'll run... You'll be the showrunner on Why the Last Man? Yep. All right. Well, there you go. I think if you learned anything from our culture, A, showing, uh, um, going to a Japanese suicide forest and showing a dead body on a <laughs> vlog and then trying to turn it around as a public service announcement about suicide doesn't necessarily work. Eating Tide Pods is a bad idea, and Kyle wants to be the showrunner for Why the Last Man. That's 2018 <laughs> in a nutshell so far. <laughs> okay. Oh, and everyone in Hollywood is a sexual predator. I might as well just put my hat in the running, right? There you go. Not to be a sexual predator, but oh, I oh, oh I was, I was confused. I was like, oh wait, wait. <laughs> You're gonna try go for the trifecta? 
Might as well if it's going to get me money. Yeah, being famous. People can't go get rich and famous the normal way. They got to do it by harming themselves and others. Look at James Franco. Welcome to Jackass. He's having a real rough time right now. Oh, James Franco? Yeah. Yeah, right? Fucking poor guy. Aziz, I'm sorry, dude. I feel bad for him. I feel real bad for him because when it comes down to it, have you heard about his his shit? Yeah. When it comes down to that, that dude just had a bad date. He's guilty of everything that all the all of us have done in a bad date, and him and that chick hooked up, and then she regretted it, and now she's trying to say that he took advantage of her, and that's a shitty thing to do. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, he's getting the. He's getting the short end of the stick. We really need a new what? We really need to come out with a new what the fuck Friday. Yeah, we should shoot for one on Friday. We need we need to figure out what day, if not on a Friday, what day over the weekend we can record one because I think the world the world needs our opinions, Kyle. <laughs> I think so too. And they need them in our raw, uncensored. Because I mean, this we have kids that listen to this show, so I try to keep it pretty tame. And I know I kind of went, think off, so? yeah, we went off a little bit of topic today when talking about Tide Pods. Kids don't eat Tide Pods, don't be fucking retarded. Um, but you know, I think the world needs our opinions and, and they need to know what's going on. Just like when we were sitting at the bar and I came up with uh, with fucking what was it, bum cockfights? Yep, so. You, you'll have to wait till the next episode, a new episode of uh, What the Fuck Friday to hear all about bum cockfights, but that's going to be something that's going to be like a Saturday programming at Rip Stinks. All we could do is if we could just get Stroke Boy. Yeah, we just have to talk Stroke Boy into coming out of working on his bathroom slash sister's bedroom slash whatever. Whatever you want to call yeah, it that Epic day. story he's got that day. But... <laughs> But that's it. That's all I've got. You got anything else you want to talk about this week? Did you watch the 25th years of Raw? I did watch the 25 years of Raw. I did. <laughs> why did you? No. Oh, why not? I don't know. I how didn't know it was on. How the hell did you hear about it? They were talking about it on the radio today. On Holmberg? Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to that too on the way to work. Yeah, I watched it. It was all right. It was nostalgia as its finest. I was just seeing uh, Stone Cold and... Uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, I just saw that clip. Getting, giving him a stunner. Yep, the old stunner. The old stunner. And Vic, Vince McMahon looks like beef jerky from the neck up. <laughs> giving him the old stunner. One of their uh, one of the wrestlers just got fired today, Enzo Amore, for um, basically being accused of raping a woman here in Phoenix. Jesus! So they fucking terminated his ass today. So there's allegations against him too. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But the world is the world is just crazy, man. <laughs> yep, 2018 is going to be a hell of a year. Yep. Yep. So, that you got anything else? 
No, I think you've got it pretty much covered. All right. Well, I guess that'll be our show for this week. So for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. Saying sit down with your ch- kids and have a discussion about not eating laundry detergent. Remember to support your local comic shop. And keep your books back and boarded. There it is. There it is. There I was is. waiting. There I was is. waiting for it. And we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>